following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen welcome back happy wednesday we're here we're delivering get used to it welcome to fantasy beasts and where to find them the football podcast i am your host kyle ranny joined again by my one of my newest co-hosts mr jason halt what's going on people uh jason's back and returning to the show for the first time in quite some time our uh fantasy guru more more or less our nfl draft money shot Mr. Gary Hall. Gary, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm mad Jason sounded like an anime character. I loved it. I was here for that. Uh, guys, it's the first time we've actually done a three-man booth since last August, maybe? Uh, but we're here. We've been delaying it a little bit. Wanted, I guess, I guess to be a little closer to the draft itself. And also, formulate our thoughts. We've, we've, we have spent dungeonous hours locked in a living room on, in, on Shepherd Ave in Kenmore, New York. Watching as much football film as we can cram into our tiny little brains. Just eating garbage food. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put on forty pounds. I'm not gonna be like as as we already saw on St. Patrick's Day, none of us run a very clean forty times. So no. we didn't take any notes on the floor. I'm very good at the, the stopwatch. You're you're phenomenal <laughs> with the stopwatch. Hey man, I'm just happy to announce that I can run a sub six second forty. Yeah. Our friend Frank, on the other hand, ten seconds. At least I wasn't the worst. <laughs> By a long shot. Um I don't did you have a faster time than Matt? You might have. It they was, were neck and neck. I think it was. I had like a seven second flat or something like that. I don't remember great. what our our friend friend of the show Bonnie. Um, we talked about the forty times, and Bonnie goes, "I hope Franco never does anything competitive besides maybe competitive mall walking because that's about the most extensive he's ever going to get in terms of speed." And I died. <laughs> Although to be fair, he might have been pretty deep in, in the bag. In the bag. Yeah. Um, but guys, we are here. Step one of our fantasy, well, not really fantasy, but fantasy-esque draft discussion. By episode, we'll go by position. Maybe have to take two episodes on running backs and quarterbacks because there were a lot. Not that that's a good thing this year. But uh, guys, we started with quarterback. And unlike last year, unlike last year where you kind of had you had four guys that you knew were going to go in the top round, and you had two top elite tiers. There might only be like two or three tiers this year, and it's like potential first, second rounders, mid round guys probably don't need to draft you guys. But what do you say we started off, guys? Uh, we'll start it off here with uh, my wife's favorite restaurant, similar to Golden Corral. We've got <laughs> Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. Uh, six foot, two hundred pounds. He's not really a lo- a big quarterback. No. Uh, his most recent college season, he had three thousand three hundred forty nine yards, throwing twenty touchdowns, five picks. Again, not like 
not like something you'd expect out of somebody who's being touted as one of the top prospects in the draft. No, he had a lot of uh, a lot of attention on him kind of late in the year. Um, somebody who, in my opinion, didn't really get a lot of attention until towards the end of the season. I mean, nobody really heard about him from what I'm gathering um, early on. Um, kind of, kind of made him made a name for himself towards uh, towards the middle of the end of the season. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's obviously we had guys like Sam Howell last year. Um, who kind of we knew were going to be NFL draft prospects. I really didn't think of... We honestly, to cut you off here, we, we had guys who were supposed to be draft prospects who didn't even show up and, and are and are not entering the draft. Right. So, I mean, last year at this time, if we were looking a year ahead, Keaton Slovis was projected a top 10. He's yeah. a USC guy who's now playing, transferred to Pitt. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, Rattler yeah. was supposed to be the number one, and he the wheels fell off in... Mm-hmm. in and wherever he was, he, he uh, is, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma now going to. He's at USC replacing USC, yeah, Slovis USC. there. Um, but it's. It was a weird. I think it's been three guys. And the third guy, you were only, probably one of the few people that said, hey, I like him as a potential guy, and we'll talk about him in a second. But um, what do we see? Jay, Gary, like anything you guys wanted to jump in on, on what we liked, what we didn't like about him? Yeah, you can go. Um, well, I, I mean, he had a really good arm from what I saw. He was really good at leading his receivers. My only issue with him was it seems like to me he was a system quarterback. I, I definitely noticed he's, he's able to evade the pressure pretty well, which is a big thing because his line did nothing for him this year. Um, he's got a good, to, to piggyback, like you said, he's got a good arm. He had a, he had a lot of zip. Yeah. Especially on short throws, like you said, leading those receivers underneath. He gave his guys more than enough ability to not only get the ball, but turn upfield and make the play. It wasn't a, I have to stop, turn back. And we've seen a couple of those guys who are projected as first and second yeah. rounders who are making those throws. Uh, but on those deep runs, I, or deep throws, I also noticed he tends to just kind of chuck it and pray. Yeah. There wasn't a system to it. It was just more of like a, like his offense was timing based, where his receivers were he supposed to be here at this time and he would make that throw. Yeah, one of my notes I had was not a good decision maker on deep balls. So Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Basically, um, he. I, I mean, the first game that we have that I at least recorded notes on this. We watched him versus Bama this past yeah. year, and that's not going to make anybody look great. And if it does, congratulations, you're probably a pro ready quarterback. Looking at you, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but he also didn't get any help. We we noticed for the fact that they had some NFL draft quality, like like talent around yeah. him. He was troubled by drop or drops. The line didn't keep him standing. He had a few drops in that Bama game, or else like his stats would have looked a little better. Against Louisville, the second game we watched, he definitely had better throwing motion in between the hashes. I noticed that he was better throwing to the outside than he was off the middle of the field. Then again, that's that Tyrod Taylor effect. He's not 6'4", mm-hmm. he's six foot. Um, I don't know, it... A lot of his a lot of his catches in that game, like you noticed, were yard after the catch. He's not unleashing this this monstrous cannon of an arm. He's leading his receivers well, so that's a, that's a good sign. It just, I guess, your concerns are: is he exactly what you said? Is he a system quarterback? Is he going to benefit from throwing timing routes versus hey, we need to take the top off? I need you to be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. His best, I guess, his best. Um attribute I would say too is his mobility and his ability to step up in the pocket. Yeah, he definitely was more of a mobile quarterback. Um <laughs> the 
only thing I did notice too against like Louisville, because obviously Bama's they're they're kind of the smothering kind of kind of defense. Against Louisville is able to kind of run his style of offense, and it seemed they rely heavily on an RPO style offense where it's that timing based, um, like you were talking about, uh, or where he's either going to hand it off, pull it, and do like a quick slant or whatever kind of route they're running for the RPO. Um, it was more, hey, okay, we can see him kind of run the offense he wants to run. He's not running like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, to follow that point, I have followed up right here, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Reminds me of a timing base, less overrated Trey Lance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's by far one of the top five quarterbacks in class, but I don't yeah. know if i put him much higher than four or five. If he was in the class last year, he's – a second or third round pick. Oh, one hundred percent. He's the, like this class is easily a weaker QB class. If he's in last year's class, he replaces Ian Book going third round. Yeah, he replaces Kellen Mond going. He replaces yes, Davis Mills. Yes. Mills. He's better than all of those guys. I right. will say that. And it, but like, is that a great thing? He's in like the tier three. It's it's funny. The league has become such a throwing league that you're used to. Well, they're going to take a quarterback this high. Well, yeah, well, we saw what that happens a couple years ago when the Jets won Geno Smith in the first round and the Bills went E.J. Manuel. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to pay off. Some team is going to take him in the first or second round when they should probably take him in the third round when they could get somebody with better value. When It's the way the, that the league goes. When you don't have a quarterback, you're always chasing one. And the teams around you, until you hit, as proven by Buffalo for how many years... Right, forever. Are going to benefit from better talent falling down the boards. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. Buffalo always chase, we need, we need, we need. And now we're kind of going, well, we have a lot of things. What's the best available player? Right. And you're just replenishing the cupboards now yep. instead of having bare cupboards and nothing. Yeah, we want we want some name brand, uh, I don't know. We want Kraft Mac and Cheese. Kraft Mac Buffalo and cheese. went from years of having great value Mac and Cheese and ramen noodles and never replenishing anything besides that. Yeah, now we get the Velveeta. Yeah, now we're getting the Velveeta <laughs> with the shells. Got it. Um, moving on, though, Matt Coral. Again, I don't know if I'm buying the first quarterback available. Uh, I don't even know if we're buying this guy, though. One of our favorites. We actually got favorite. we got to see him live this year. Um, his stats were phenomenal. His height's phenomenal. He's got small hands. At yeah. six foot three, 220 pounds, we got Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh, 4,319 yards this past year, 42 touchdowns, 7 picks. What do we got, guys? Um, what I had was, again, he had, he had an arm strength. He was good at leading his like, receivers, good windows. He was accurate on the run. The other thing I noticed in that, I think it was the Western Missouri game. Western Michigan. Western Michigan, I'm sorry. He When he was pressured, he made a little more mistakes than he did when he wasn't. And a lot of the games that we did watch, he was pressured because he's a very mobile guy. He is fast. He is very fast. But when you get to him, it does mess with his throws. Yeah, it um, it messes with his throws because I think he gets scrambled in his mind quickly. I think it's it's and it's weird because it's not that he's not a smart football IQ. I think he's just one of those guys you got to tell him, Kenny, slow it down. Yeah, take a take a breath, slow it down, bring him bring him down because he wants to make that play. And I think when he gets in his head like that. He makes a mistake instead of making the play. I hate to keep comparing him to like last year's class, but I think his best bet is going to be a situation like Mac Jones, where he gets on a team that kind of has a good coach and a good team around him. Because I, I see a little Mac Jones in him, 
Um, he's just a little more athletic, in my opinion, where he's a little more mobile. They but Matt got, Jones was also sneaky athletic last year. And yeah. He hasn't gotten had to show that yet. They have similar arm strengths. Like Kenny Pickett doesn't really sling it. And he Matt Jones he throws really sling a it. beautiful deep ball. Right. But it's that fluttery, easy to intercept, beautiful deep I mean, ball. Same thing as Matt Jones in the playoffs where. Was it the playoffs or was it the the Michael Hyde interception? Yeah, I think it was playoffs. The playoffs. Um, that type of thing. But Kenny Pickett is a very talented player. Um, we, I mean, we obviously saw it live. Tore apart Clemson's defense. Um, he, he he is a very accurate quarterback. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna really rip it and grip it like Josh Allen. But um, a guy I am intrigued in, definitely in my top two in this draft, in my opinion, of quarterbacks. I, I like Kenny Pickett. I think. Um, depending on which team is picking, could be the first quarterback off the board. Um, but I think he's a very talented quarterback. Um, definitely in the top two, top three conversation in this draft. So I will say one thing. I think I really would prefer you to keep comparing them to last year because it's a really it's it's fresh. We're comparing it as well how we viewed last year, which is really cool because that is we we really thought Matt Jones was a was a first rounder and. I know a lot of Buffalo fans don't want us to admit it, but he had a very good year, right. um, and that is the best thing we can do. Is you know, you know, he's that is a very com- comparable player. He's not a Justin Fields. He's not on the level that a Trevor Lawrence is. It, it, like, like I think you guys hit everything. He's a very he's able to scramble. His accuracy is phenomenal, and that was Mac Jones's biggest strength. Um, he's a He's a better runner than Mac Jones. Yeah. Not that Mac Jones is a bad runner, but he's by far better. I mean, the viral clip, the fake slide, that's you gotta have athleticism for that. Yeah. His uh his best attribute too that we noticed on film is he's more accurate on the run than yes. he is standing in the pocket. Yep. The one thing that concerns me about him. We saw it a lot, and I attribute it to smart football IQ, but we'll see if it transitions to the pros. Mm. Very often in these games, we saw him hawk them deep, mm-hmm. knowing that he already had the DPI drawn, and that's all he had to do was put the ball in the target the range. The area, yep. It's not going to be that simple right. at the pro level. It's a smart tool to have. Getting yardage for your team is getting yardage for your team, but you got to hope he's not going to be dependent on that right. to go, oh, I can move it. Yeah, because it's the thing. If you're careless at the, at the pro level and you presume it's a DPI, we've seen this league mess up enough calls. And that could easily be a pick six the other way inside. If you get him in a West Coast-style offense, he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback still. I I don't necessarily want to say stud. I don't know if he's going to be on the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes level. But I definitely don't think he's going to be less than the Derek Carr level. I, I think he could be top 15 in five years. I think he could be bottom half of the top 10. Mm-hmm. I would happily give that. But I, I just I don't know if we're ever going to see him cap out being... Where Russ was, where Allen is now. This is one of the, I don't mean to interrupt you. This is one of those things that it does depend on what team he gets. Yes. Because if he gets a good coach, Kenny Pickett could see the roof. But if he gets Adam Gase, and he's, I know he's not in the league. but He's Mac he's, Jones-ish. He's Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Also true. That's a huge That's a huge standpoint. And like, I, like I pointed out earlier, it's going to depend on where he plays. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Um, that could go for a lot of quarterbacks, but... Especially Kenny Pickett because of the way the style of game that he plays. Is this as goofy as it is? And, and it might be a really nice fit. I think they still have a first rounder. Is Atlanta on play? 
And I think Pickett to Atlanta yeah. would be a really nice yeah, play. Yeah, because you got Mariota for the year. He could sit behind Mariota, you learn, learn. The ropes, and then give him the reins the next season. Because I think Atlanta picks before Pittsburgh. I like Atlanta. I like Pittsburgh. I know we don't want to say that. I know you're not a Pittsburgh fan, and neither are you. I, he, it is a good fit It's for a Pittsburgh. great fit. It's a great fit. Carolina, not a good fit. And that's probably the first team on the board for a quarterback. Seattle, yep. not a good fit. <sighs> Seattle's a better fit than Carolina, but he's, it's not that But But in terms fit. of fit that's going to work for them, I think it's honestly their next guy. I... I Mm-hmm. We'll do a little transition there. I think it's Malik Willis. Yeah. I think for either of those. Oh, oh Malik Willis isn't even our next guy. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, we're going to leapfrog this guy, Malik Willis. Uh, Malik Willis is five down on this list. I think Malik Willis is by far the best fit in terms of athletic, able to do so much. I think he fits well with Seattle and Carolina. Yeah. Um, 6 1, 2 15. Able to really run the wheels off an offense. Uh, 878 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. Yeah, he played for Liberty. 2,857 passing, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. A little careless at times with the ball, yeah. but also always strong against tougher competition. I think uh, he's the most well-rounded out of the class, uh, out of all the quarterbacks. Um, and not to toot my own horn here, but uh, before... Before uh, last year, um, we f- we just finished up our draft analysis last year, and I turned to Kyle. I said, "Hey, look at this kid from Liberty. He's going to be a t- top NFL prospect next year." And here we are. And he's, he's a top NFL prospect. Probably one of the top two, three guys taken off the board for quarterbacks. Um, the the number one thing I think we noticed, oftentimes, like we said, the the ability of player on him, and he actually transferred to Liberty. Um, he didn't have a lot of talent around him. Right. He made 95% of the moves, the plays. He was hampered by drops and a poor line. Um, but I guess his mechanics are a little messy, but you can teach mechanics. Josh Allen. Yep, Josh Allen. There's a couple other guys, too. He didn't take many snaps in college from behind center. However, didn't prove that he won't do it. We watched him go to the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, yeah. And he took almost all of his snaps behind center. Almost the same thing, which was goofy. Uh, yeah, hope that it's not a repetitive thing. But he got into the Senior Bowl, and he was hampered by not great play there also. But you're throwing with those guys for a week. They don't know you. You don't know them. you got to make plays. And he made plays when it counted. Yeah. Um, But the other real big thing I really like about him, the IQs there, we watched him on more than one occasion. Go through an entire read on the field. Yeah, go through his progressions. Uh, um, most of the quarterbacks who watched so far on tape did not do that. Correct. What do you got on him? He's got a good arm. I don't know if you can read what that says. Throws piss missiles. <laughs> That's, he's got a great arm. He, he can launch it. He can sling it. He's fast. He knows when to go and when to not. He steps up in the pocket and makes those throws, but he also knows that I'm in trouble keep going instead of trying to make that throw and get sacked. And the thing is, when he needs to keep going, he's electric. He's electric. They're... He's fast. He does not let... I don't mean to interrupt you. He does not let the play die. He takes off and goes. Yeah. He keeps going until five or six guys bring him down. That was what I was literally just going to touch on and just piggyback your point. Gary and I, uh, I think you missed the senior... Did you watch the senior bowl with us? I missed the senior bowl with you guys, but I did end up seeing yeah, G- it. Gary and I, and I mean, you watched it. He got into the Senior Bowl, and the Senior Bowl's a little bit goofy in terms of how they do their ruling, but end of the first half comes about, and they decide they're going to give an extended two minutes to the offense with the Malik. Well, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, they, they gave him like extra a, minutes. They do like a fourth down play or yeah, something? Yeah, well, they gave him a full drive. They gave him a two-minute clock warning. 
Um, and on that drive, after having only completed like two of four attempts at that point in time, he goes to two and five, but the missed throw, he heaves at 35 yards on field, draws the DPI, gets some within, a, I think they're on the 56. Mm-hmm. They're somewhere midfield. Gets flushed out on pressure and picks up 46 and almost scores on a scramble. Yeah. And it's not, oh, he ran straight line to the no, sideline. He life. runs to the right sideline, jukes two dudes, goes lateral across the field to the left sideline and cuts up and gets taken down at the six. And I think a lot of people were kind of shocked that he was still running because there wasn't anybody blocking for him. No. They were like, what the heck is this guy doing? He was making all of his moves by his own. He, he kept that play alive and I just, I'm excited to see what he can do in the, in the pros. Oh yeah. The only thing that I have on him is his footwork is pretty bad. The, the mechanics, yeah. It's yeah. We, we noticed it a lot. He, he, he doesn't kind of bounce on his toes before he throws a lot bounce of that. on his toes and I think he, like, he doesn't, um... Like he when he drops back, he doesn't actually uh, like move his feet very much. Yes, um, but yeah, I I truthfully I really liked um, I I like him. He's, I don't, and I also don't want to because people are gonna say, oh, he's a running quarterback. He's gonna be Lamar Jackson. No, his arm's gonna be better than Lamar Jackson. Yes, his arm his arm is better than Lamar I, Jackson. Right I now. have that here in in like quotations. It says better Lamar Jackson. Um, you know who my comparable to him was, and that's why I think I don't see him leaving the top seven. Taller Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell in his heyday when Russell was young could carve a defense by yeah. on foot. But I think he's got a little stronger of an arm than Russ. He's got to learn more of the IQ. Russ yeah, has a right. beat there. But I think he's a more electric runner than, than Russ was. And that's why I think that's part of why Seattle made the moves they did when they when they moved on from Russell Wilson. Like, oh, hey, what better option? We really like this kid. Hey, Denver can let us get up to nine. You're at nine already. You're going to replace Russ with younger Russ. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a team move up and try to get a kid like him. In the top three? Yeah. Maybe they'll hand it off in the Super Bowl. Undrafted. Uh, I keep hearing, well, three is New York. Yeah. And New York's made it known that they don't plan on drafting one. Somebody said. That's what they say. They all got to say that. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to say that. Who's at two? Great question. Um, um, I believe it is Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Jets are number one. Detroit's number two. No, no. Jacksonville's one. Detroit. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Detroit, Detroit New, York New York Jets, not the Giants. And then it's a, and then Giants are. Four. Somebody said that I think the Jets and the Giants have been fielding calls for their their picks. Wouldn't shock. See if Detroit were smart, they might look at quarterback at two. They really should, and maybe they'll come out of the woodwork and do it. But it, be a bad spot they've got so much tied up to Jared Goff. I don't know if they will. I wonder if quarterbacks. Yeah, he's a bridge quarterback. I wonder he is, but he's got thirty million. The Giants and Detroit go quarterback, and everyone goes, "Hey, what the heck just happened? Now there's no quarterbacks left." That'd be hilarious because you're really going to screw some of these older teams that are already aging and in cap issues. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Who's New Orleans going to go with then? They're going to overpay for a guy like Matt Corral but, or something. But or, that. Uh, Overdraft, but that's it. Are they going to overdraft for Matt Coral, or is Matt Coral not even going to be there for them? It, like, because um, somebody else, like uh, Carolina, might take on Carolina needs quarterback. Seattle needs quarterback. If you have four go and nobody trades up, mm-hmm. and it is your scenario, what do you got? Coral, Howell, um, Pickett, Pickett Malik, Willis. Malik Willis, Ritter, and 
and um, Carson Strong are like your Carson next Strong, two yeah. on this board, and we personally do not like Carson Strong. And then what? I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Ritter. Bailey Zappi? Bailey Zappi. Like, yeah, like that's the thing. Are you going to overpay for Bailey Zappi in the second round? Mm-hmm. That's the most Andy Dalton thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. But on to the next one, I know you didn't necessarily love him, but I think it's more of a grudge with a friend of yours. No, uh, I have, I mean, I have no quarrels just because, I mean, I do have a grudge. No, no, Coral was the first guy. Well, yeah. But, like, I can be unbiased, even if I don't like someone else's opinion. The first guy on the list, he had a down year in terms of stats, but in a good way here. Um, six foot one, 220 pounds, out of UNC. We got Sam Howell. He had 3,056 yards, passing four, 24 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Definitely down from last year. However, Gary, you and I watched a lot of him last year. Ton of him, just because there's so much... Talent around him. Yep. He he had Michael two Carter, Javante Williams. He had Daz Newsome. He had uh, Diami Brown. So he had four talented NFL quality guys. Mm-hmm. His stats took a step back this year, but on tape, his decision making was ten times better. And mechanics, were, his mechanics were. I would say the same thing. Were tenfold better. We decided Way that better. that having known that we we really wanted to watch a twenty twenty game and a twenty twenty one game. Mm-hmm. In the 2021 game we watched Virginia Tech, the IQ was always there. He knows when a run when it's needed, but, like, the mechanics are sloppy. He's elite at handing, up, handing the ball off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, in 2020, he's also a good punter. He used to literally... There was a punt. He, yeah, punt the ball. he did punt the ball. In 2020, he used to rely just on throwing his shoulder. It, yeah. He would just heave his whole upper body and just hang the ball up there. And in 2020, there was a lot of times where... All he would do was just throw a deep ball, throw a deep ball, throw a yeah. deep ball. To and he, Brown he or, had the receivers to be able to get away with that. Um, this year it was more, okay, let's go through my some of my reads, uh, maybe check the ball down a little bit. It was a lot, a lot, a sight for sore eyes, I should say. Yes. Um, and I noticed, like, he, he obviously wasn't 100% better. Because uh, you and I were like, hey, we're not really looking forward to going through his team because no. we don't know what we already seen. And then we were like, oh, okay, we like what we see so far. And that's the thing, too, is... Yeah, there's still mistakes. I mean, at one point, he definitely had a bad misread against Notre Dame this year, which was an immediate interception. Um, but he's mobile, he, too. He's he's quick. He had over 800 yards, I think, and he had a ton of touchdowns this year on the ground. Um, <laughs> I actually have written, he's got running back style ball carrier vision. That's he right. reads the field too. so well. Good running back vision. He's a quarterback, but obviously when you're running... You're, run, you're a running back yes. no matter what position you You don't want to have Ben Roethlisberger quarterback, or running vision when you just run when because you're, you're big and just get big, smoked yeah. every time. He makes those cuts. He finds those holes when he's running and, again, fights for the extra yards. Yeah, uh, but like, that's it. He had an immediate uh, lack of stats because he had a lack of talent. It wasn't for lack of play. He looked really good this year in the game we watched. You got anything else, Jay? Uh, the only thing I noticed, I mean, we talked about it, he does take a lot of shots at just making the throws, trying to make the throws instead of making a better play, if you, if you get what I'm saying. But usually, but, at least the good thing is when he takes that, he's taking that after having made his reads. It's not like he's no, looking yeah, at his first read and gunning down that, that read. A.K.A. the next next guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like that's it. I, I think oftentimes he really could have gotten away with being a little safer with the ball. But I think that's something you can also teach. You're not oh, yeah, you can you're not going to be drafted by being the king of checkdowns or the king of, hey, I'm going to gun it to the sidelines and keep throwing the ball away. No, yeah, you got to have that football IQ, and he definitely does. Anything else you got on him, Gary? Or we... No, I think we covered it all. There's not, he, he doesn't wow you, but he's not 
Like he's just, I don't know. He's just, he's he's all reliable. Right. He is. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, but better. In my opinion, he's gonna be like a like a Sam Bradford. That's a pretty. You know what? That's a really good aspect because like Bradford, everyone forgets was a first round or first overall pick. Yeah. But Bradford was a steady enough quarterback. Right. I think that's a really really accurate comparison of him. Um, yeah. the next guy. As Gary put it best when I when I asked what the hell people are so enamored about him for, uh, he said that he's seen a lot of people say the scouts think he's the next Josh Allen. Um, we've got six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds, runs like lightning. Uh, he had a four point four nine forty, so like he is fast. Uh, three thousand three hundred thirty four yards passing, thirty touchdowns, eight picks. We have quarterback Desmond Ritter out of yeah, Cincinnati. Nice. Right next to the inaccurate Josh Allen. <laughs> Um, I know. I just wrote. I hate that because there's two quarterbacks in the draft that everyone keeps saying is Josh Allen. It's like stop comparing. I think the next one's next as well. Yeah. It just annoys me because like Josh Allen, obviously we're Bills fans. Like Josh Allen's a unicorn. That's the thing. It, Josh Allen should not be Josh Allen. There was a lot of worry and concern out of the Bills fan base when they drafted him for good concern. There was no provens. And guess what? Just because someone has no provens doesn't mean he's going to turn into Josh Allen. This right. could be. This could be the we, Sam Darnold. We thought it a hundred times that EJ Manuel was going to be Josh Allen. We thought it. All those other quarterbacks, trying lacking names right now, but all the other quarterbacks were going to be Josh Allen. None of them were until we got Josh Allen. Trey Lance literally <laughs> went third overall, the second quarterback off the board, and couldn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Like couldn't, that's couldn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. That's either. what I think is the same situation. Like, oh, cool, he's super athletic, but can he throw the ball? And those things can be taught because we saw that with Josh Allen. It takes time. It does take time. But, but again, when you haven't, like, the competitive level Allen of Josh Allen. Josh Allen played his rookie year. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, it took time. Like, Josh Allen from Had his first year to his thir- third year was a completely different person. And that comes a lot of props to our to Sean McDermott. But like, that's a Josh Allen was coaching. also thrown to Kevin Benjamin, Zay Jones, and Charles Clay. Yeah, but I also think it was a, a learning curve, too, because Josh Allen, year one, with not not even those scrubs, you're one with Cole, John Brown, and Zay Jones, and I'm not saying that's the echelon of what he's thrown. Yeah, he had Zay for two years. Was it two? I thought. It, yeah, he yeah, was, he had him for two, and I think they traded him the following off season when before they went and got Diggs. Yeah, before because I think we used some of the stuff we got to trade Zay Jones. But but that's it. Is could be wrong though. He still was not even close to the progression player, the the mechanics player that he became in year three and year four. So, like, I get it. It's a doable, but, like, basically what I have, he's incredibly inaccurate. The IQ is there, but he doesn't know how to finish the plays. He, he knows where he needs to be. He doesn't have the ability to be there. Right. He doesn't look off his receivers, I noticed. He stares down the first receiver that is supposed to be the play to. He does have a quick release. And he's flat-footed when he drops back. Yep, he does not have like that mobile foot that like the. Which is weird before. for being someone that's as athletic as he is. You think he'd be able to round on the balls of, of his of his feet, be able to get bump, bounce and gone. He goes back and looks like a sitting duck. And we saw it a couple times where that got him into trouble. Mm-hmm. When he is in open space, he's he's electric fast. Um, <laughs> I actually have written down here. He was a big benefactor of luck and wide receiver skill on a lot of these plays. Yes. We watched, Gary, what was it? Um, Alec Pierce, the receiver. Yeah. We watched Pierce's tape in a yeah. whole different game. 
and the overthrows and, and miss sights and lack of opportunity he gave his receivers was was watching it from let's zone zone in on the receiver instead of let's zone in on the quarterback is night and day. Cincinnati could have beaten Alabama if Desmond was a better quarterback. Agreed. Agreed. Cincy's defense was lights out. Lights out. You have a lot of guys on the defense that are going to be drafted. And instead we've got Desmond Ritter who's... And the th- I guess that's the thing. Like Desmond Ritter was on a really good team. Desmond Ritter did not make that team a number four no. ranked. The team around him. Dude, I'm everything there. Josh Allen was on a piss poor team in Wyoming. They're not the same. He no. Josh made that team. The, uh, I mean, there was some other athletes what did around I text Josh. You? Was but... it yesterday? Said something about the the reason they're so high on him is just because he's got a, like a smart football IQ off the field or something. Yeah, yeah. You said that there. It's it's IQ off the field and the fact that they think they can turn all the tools into what Josh Allen is. And I think that's just an asinine way of going about it. Going, you know what? Hopes and dreams, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I you will can give teach to him, though, that he's got a nice touch pass. Yeah, and you can teach things to make him be a better quarterback when he's got that football IQ. But I think if you're lazy in college, it's going to stem into your NFL career. I think my biggest issue is, and maybe it's old school general manager of me, I'm not taking a quarterback in the top ten who's strictly potential. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. I think there's so often Trey Lance. I keep going back to Trey Lance. Trey Lance at three last year. Why? Well, he's a real big build. No, it doesn't mean shit. Can you imagine if the... Because they made the playoffs with Garoppolo. Imagine if they took a player that they could have used right away. Maybe they beat... Shamar Chase. Right. (laughs) Maybe they win and go to the NFC... Or maybe they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's the success story there. And instead, no one's talking about, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's being traded. They're talking about, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo might actually have just revitalized his career. But we took Trey Lance. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going with him next year, I think, is what... They haven't had any con- and now con- confirmation. You might not be able to pay your top receiver, and, you know, I don't know. It's a mess. I I think from all three of us here, we can say we're not super high in Desmond Ritter. No. No. Even, um, uh, even against South Florida, he didn't look great. The nice thing is we are getting to the point of the uh, episode where we can kind of bang through a lot of these guys. Carson yeah. Strong... Quarterback out of Nevada, six for four, two fifteen. Uh, stats were huge: four thousand one hundred and eighty-six yards, thirty-six touchdowns, eight picks. Uh, call for your ears if you're a child and watching this. He's a fucking statue. Yeah, that man do. drops back, and he just does not move in the pocket. He doesn't know what to do to move in the pocket. Uh, the deep ball's phenomenal. His robotics ball. were horrendous. Yeah. Like robotics, his mechanics. I compared him to I have the robotic arm motion. I compared him last year to Kellen Mond because that's did. how Kellen Mond was. Imagine a robot throwing the football. Kind of what it looks like. Well, it's 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 funny. That's granted. Like we got it. He didn't have a lot of pocket time, but he also had no awareness and no mobility of the pocket collapsing on him. Gary, you and I watched a lot. We, we obviously you us three, but he missed the the receivers with us at the moment. Um, we watched a lot of Nevada tape. Yeah, Romeo Dobes. Um. um Cole Turner. The running back, I think, too. There might have been a running back, but we watched Cole Turner, which we like Cole Turner. But when you sit there and you scale back and start watching the throws made to them, f- kind of forgetting who is that yeah, quarterback. He's getting his receivers killed. You flat out looked at me and went, 
man, I, I think I have to write poor quarterback play. And I go, yeah, except for he's what people are calling a top six quarterback. And he went, shit. Uh, it's that. It's it's that. I have tight windows going to be picked. He's He throws it into double, triple coverage in these tight windows. Some of these guys are going to take those to the house. Yeah. He's also it, not that like mobile quarterback that the rest of these stars were. He's more, he's slower, and I think that's what the league's kind of moving away from is these pocket passers. They want someone who can do both. He is, uh, he is Big Ben without being an athletic, (laughs) no, he's big. He's Big Ben without the big brain. He's not a smart quarterback. He's just big, goofy, and immobile. Um, I really don't like him. Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I think yeah. you actually, I think you did say that the other day. I think you called him a pro-comparable Brock Osweiler. He's going to be a first-round pick because of the size in, in, in the deep ball. And it's just like, it, it doesn't seem like he's... The amount of times we saw Romeo Dubes and... and What, the name? I mean, no, it's not I mean how many times did Cole Turner make a play on the ball that was either overthrown or he had to adjust to Cole it? Cole Turner looks like a piss-poor tight end. If he's not six foot seven, Cole Turner being six foot seven made catches. He's got no business making at six foot yeah. seven because he had to go pull the ball from Jupiter from yeah. Carson Strong. Six foot from seven, Jupiter. but the ball is thrown ten feet high. That's it. It's he's overthrowing guys and not by a little, horrendous overthrows. I can't get mad about Carson Strong anymore. <laughs> we got to go on to the next one. I will say, we kind of like this guy and yeah, his stats were ridiculous. Favorite. I don't know if I'd say third, but I would. Be willing to say at the end of the day, he's not going to be drafted in the top five, but he will finish this draft class as a top five quarterback. Yeah, a little bit undersized. Didn't play at a great at a great college. <coughs> uh, six foot one, two hundred twenty pounds. We have Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky, the Hilltopper. Yeah, uh, five thousand. Don't correct your earbuds. Five thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven yards, sixty-two passing touchdowns, eleven interceptions. They said. I was I was reading something. He would have had six thousand, but they pulled him right before the game ended. That sounds right. Could you imagine him hitting six thousand? Would that have been a full record, like six thousand in a year? He broke his school record. Oh, his his at overall. That point, let him throw for the next like what is it, thirty yards? Yeah, but I guess at that point, I see why they wouldn't, because he was a senior. You let him keep dropping back, and someone's pissed off that he's going for the six thousand, and they shellack him. It puts everything about him in doubt or in doubt for the draft. You're yeah. setting the kid up for his future. It sucks you didn't hit six thousand, but your school is be your coach is being real empathetic there. Yeah, in a way. Unless unless you go out and you put a six man for protection and really make sure and just tell him, hey, you got to make the play. Maybe or you just do a, a touch pass a couple times for those yak plays. Um, but I think my fi- my first thing I have on this guy is Zappy is Zippy. Yep. He runs pretty well for being. Yeah. yeah. Guys have great footwork. He steps up well. He trusts his arm, so he like trusts himself to make that play, and he can put the ball on a rope. I wrote, I wrote three times. He has no talent around him. Yeah. So like that's a real big stressor here. He made a lot of plays, but nothing helping him. Out of so far, a lot of a lot of all the guys so far, he's got one of the most accurate deep balls. Yep. Uh, I have balls deep, and I don't know if I was watching something else when I wrote that. Deep balls, money, and absolute fucking Canton were my three notes on that. Um, he, he's got a lot of poise in the pocket, too, when he drops back. He he'll, doesn't uh, jitter. He'll give Malik Willis a run for his money for strong arm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, didn't Willis hang a 70 at his pro day, though? He or might 60? Have? I don't know if Zappy had a pro day yet. I don't know if he did yet, but 
listen, if if I'm if I'm calling out my shot, Bailey Zappi comes in as the fourth best quarterback at the end of his career out of this draft class. Yeah. Just because I really do think Howell, Willis, and Pickett put them in whatever order you want. I think those are the top three by far. Yeah, just depends on the situations they get. In. If they like, if uh, if Howell gets on a team like Dallas and just gets buried under the depth chart. Yeah. That kind of thing. Kyle Trask. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean... Or if Zappi gets buried under Josh Allen, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I got anything else on Zappi, though, I need. No, we're good. Uh, next guy. Gary, you got some stuff on him. Six foot two, 210 out of Brown University. 3,034 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. Another guy who really struggled with no talent around him. Quarterback EJ Perry. Got a really nice three-step drop. His release is not great. He's got very slow passes, um, but he really does well at utilizing the progression. He shows he's a smart player. He's accurate, but he doesn't have the arm strength. He's, I think he's what you want as a lifelong backup. Yeah, he'll be a career backup. Um, I like his arm strength, and he throws a nice spiral. He's a guy I saw at the uh, the Combine. I believe, and I texted you and said, hey, let's check out this E.J. Perry kid. Um, I like what he's I've seen out of him so far at the Combine. And the, what we saw on the tape obviously doesn't wow you, but enough to where we were like, okay, okay, he's got better tape than some of these guys like Carson Strong and yeah. Nathan Ritter. Um, obviously not as like a runner. He's not a not a um, mobile guy, but definitely somebody you can draft or either sign as an undrafted, but could end up making a team as a guy who could be a backup quarterback. I definitely like what I saw out of him. Makes solid reads. He's got good touch on his passes. Um, not a mobile guy, but a decent enough mobility where he can avoid the rush. Um, got great pocket awareness. And uh, the only thing I would say is there's just not a lot of film on him. We tried looking for a lot of a lot more film, and we only got one game out of, out of Colgate. Yeah. yeah. I just have he puts zip on it. He finds those windows. His three-step drop is quick and good. And I just lack of talent, and he's accurate. Like a talent around him, I should say. Yeah, I mean the accuracy is really the thing. It's it, he's going to be. I'm trying to think of the best guy I could really put this as. Um, Andy Dalton, right now, I guess. What Andy Dalton is now, I think, is what he's going to be in his career. He's a guy you know who's not going to lose you a game, mm-hmm. but he might not necessarily but possess the skills to win you the game. Right. Right. Won't won't elevate your won't elevate himself. Next guy we got here. Oh look, another Notre Dame quarterback that Gary can yell at me about when he gets drafted in the third round. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty-three pounds, three thousand one hundred and fifty yards, twenty-five touchdowns, seven picks. Only one year of production, obviously. Uh, Ian Book was there prior. We have Jack Cohn out of Notre Dame. He's a slower big Ben. He yeah. doesn't have bad ball placement. He's got a really good deep ball. That's what I have. He's got some good ball placement. He's just not mobile, kind of like because he's no. His tape was guy. his tape was very kind of. Like, just sporadic. Sporadic. Um, nothing really. Nothing really to wow you. It's got a quick release. Um, like we said, not mobile. Uh, not very accurate downfield, but does have a strong arm. Um, he's got a good short to middle, middle of the field accuracy. Um, but what I noticed with the short to the middle, he doesn't throw across the middle. Right. He throws left and right hashes. Mm-hmm. Short to middle, he can bomb a deep if he needs to. Yeah. It seems like he's almost got. Lack of concentration. Mm-hmm. Or lack of confidence in himself, because I have that right here. I mean, it could be the system, but I wrote, likes the check down. And even beyond the check down, he was really good at... 
he had some passes that blew you away with the ball with the ball placement. Yeah, and definitely. then he had others where you just questioned why it was such a bad, badly, like like intangible pass. Um, he probably is a late round undrafted. Yeah, I mean, realistically, probably like a four to seven. He's not a day one or two guy. No, he's. But then might, again, I said this about Ian Book last year. In my opinion, he's a he's in that Jamie Newman kind of area. I mean, don't give him that kind of bad juju. Jamie Newman went undrafted and they couldn't stand a team. <laughs> Jamie Newman also played for Wake Forest. Um, yeah, I, nothing fancy. Another guy. You know his his yardage was great. Six foot one, two hundred twenty pounds. Brock Purdy, Iowa State, three thousand one hundred and eighty eight yards, nineteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. He holds the pocket well. He's mobile on the or from sideline to sideline. He will move left to right to make the throw on the run. Um, but like if he misses his pass, it is just it's not even in the same county. Yeah, um, I remember everyone saying early this year that Brock Purdy was going to be a top draft pick, and then that just kind of dissipated. Dissipated. I think he probably should have went last year if he wanted to get drafted higher, but um, obviously it was a stacked class, so he was kind of stuck in this like limbo, hoping maybe he would get a little bit better, uh, a little bit more um, notor- notoriety, I guess, I, I guess the word is. Yeah, hopefully build his draft class, his draft status. Um, it's funny, it's the way I have it, too. I flat out wrote, is a game manager. Yeah. And that's all he was asked to do at Iowa State. I mean, he was behind Brees Hall. And he looked possibly his worst against Clemson in the bowl game without, without Brees Hall. So he's the type of guy who's a stopgap, a Davis Mills mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't be drafted higher than the sixth or seventh. They seven. have a tight end that's getting drafted. I think they did. Yes, Charlie Kohler, and that was who ninety percent of his really good passes yeah. went to. Did Kohler play? I don't think Kohler played against the Clemson either. So he missed his top his two. top target and his top running back, and looked like shit. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, another guy. I actually think we didn't like anything about him. Um, I just said. Dustin Crum. Six foot three, 219. Dustin Crum out of Kent State, 3,238 yards, 20 in, or touchdowns, six picks. I poo pooed all over this guy. Oh, I did too. I, I have like four notes. I on tried him. not to, but I mean, all I had to do was like his mechanics were bad. It was, he was kind of mobile. Got some good spirals. He, he looked like he was putting every last ounce of energy in his body into throwing past 20 yards. Doesn't every drive throw, it. Yeah. Uh, he had. I had that he had lazy slow passes. They didn't look like there was anything behind him, and that's not going to get you far in the NFL. You know, I mean, like, what I had I, is kind of reminds me of Tua. I uh, I was talking to you a couple times while we were watching film. It's like, how does it sometimes these or like these NCAA coaches go and put these guys behind center each week? Yeah. It's like you don't have anybody better that can throw the football. Gary, listen. We could only do so much. DJ Uyungle had to play. Do you see, by the way, that he uh, is actually being challenged for the starting spot in spring ball? No. He is. They've got a five-star recruit who came in this year. Good. Uh, and he's legitimately challenging him as a true freshman. So. Or it's like, in my opinion, if you don't have a quarterback that can't really throw that style of offense, don't run that style of offense. Oh, so true. We are... We've got four more to quickly chat on, and then I think we're done. 
Yeah. Uh, we got Mackenzie Milton, FSU. Last year, uh, first and foremost, he's 5'11", 189 pounds, 775 yards, three touchdowns, six picks. That should tell you all it is right there. However, he did suffer a terrible knee injury in 2018. Uh, in 2017, the last season before he got absolutely destroyed, um, he threw for 4,037 yards, 37 touchdowns, and nine picks. However, he's also violently undersized for quarterback, and his leg damn near fell off. He got hit so hard. Yeah, that was not that was a good gross sight. Um, I mean, we had the 2017 stats. He can run. He can throw cross body. Often let his receivers in the bad spots. Yeah, he tried to kill his receivers frequently. I had to kill your buddy pass here. Um, but what I noticed also for being 5'11", he loved to scramble and initiate contact. Buddy, you are not that guy. Yeah. I think that's all we needed, though, on Mackenzie Milton. That was tough. Uh, we had 5'10", 184-pound Levi Lewis out of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. 2,917 yards, 20 touchdowns, 4 picks. Really safe with the ball. This is a guy I think I actually put would make sense as a backup for Miami with Tua. Mm-hmm. Just because he's a lefty, he's a dual threat. He doesn't set his feet. He's not great at throwing on the run. But he is, like, the best-case scenario um, He's a left-handed Tyrod Taylor. Yes, I think that's exactly what we called him. Um, we called him a left-handed Tyrod Taylor. It's kind of all he was. Uh, but I... Nothing phenomenal, quite honestly. Um, we, we've got six foot one, 210-pound Caleb Ellaby, quarterback out of Western Michigan, 3,277 yards, uh, 23 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He had a very odd deep ball, uh, does not take snaps under center at all. Most of his passes over 15 tend to flutter. Uh, He dealt with a ton of comedic errors at the goal line. Nothing went in his direction for him. He doesn't have a zip on the the ball. He's pretty bad at play action. Uh, He doesn't seem to handle pressure well, but he's a good dual threat, I guess. Yeah. You good? <coughs> yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Gary, anything on LRB? <coughs> uh, yeah, I liked him on film. i got to find my notes here. I'm like all over the place. <coughs> yeah, I, I liked... Uh, I think there's a couple games that we ended up seeing him that he we weren't specifically watching him. I think he was either a running back or receiver we watched. Um, and It would have been Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore. And I'm like, okay, I kind of like this I like this quarterback a little bit more. We're going to see a little more film. Um, he's got some good zip on the ball. Um, he does overthrow some of his deep balls, though. Um, he'll probably be a career backup. I could see him playing on a team um, with a quarterback who's got a stronger arm because he does have a decently strong arm. Um, but other than that, he's not... Probably not a starter in the league, but a guy who might end up as a career backup. Um, you know what I think's funny, I guess? If we really want to be that way, give it four years and uh, watch him be the next Tarod Taylor. <laughs> a guy who everybody ruled out, said he wouldn't be anything, and then you know someone's just desperate enough to run that type of offense and he ends up working. Uh, but yeah, and the last one we really have here, out of an unknown school, stats were massive, body's massive, runs like Gumby. 
Uh, six foot seven, two hundred and sixty yards, two hundred sixty pounds, five thousand one hundred and twenty-four yards, forty-four touchdowns. Cole Kelly out of Southeastern Louisiana. I've never even heard of the school. No. Um, <laughs> he makes some tight window throws. His mechanics are horrendous. He throws frequently off his back foot, driving forward. Um, he's about as graceful as a shark out of water. Yeah, I just put slow and Gumby. Uh, we have Goofy. The one thing I noticed, and I don't know how you fix this, because once you've learned to throw like this, who the hell is going to stop you? He throws with his hips parallel to the line of yeah. scrimmage. And that was the weirdest damn he, thing I've ever seen. he does it on purpose. Like, he tries... He'll, like, have his hips um, not parallel. Horizontal, I guess. That, <laughs> non-parallel. Horizontal, and then he puts them parallel to throw the ball. I was super confused as to what the hell my note here said. When he's tackled, he falls like an old cheeseburger into the trash. <laughs> I have a sack of bricks. Yep. He goes down doesn't, violently. He doesn't avoid the rush, but for how big he is, he goes down so easily. Yes. Guys, I think that's about it. Uh, we can only make fun of some of these late guys as much as we can. We'll be back on Friday with some tight end talk. Uh, hopefully you guys are still around. You guys enjoyed that. Uh, let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there anybody you don't think is going to be that bad? Is there anybody you think should be a number one that we don't think so? Probably. Thank you guys for coming back on. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Jeanette at the Therapy Sessions Buffalo. Charlie at Renegade Studios down in St. Pete, Florida. He'll make you look as professional as he makes us somehow look. Uh, shout out to Damien at The Platter Box in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And shout out to our dude Kyle at Chicken Dippin'. Uh, check them out online, chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin on Instagram. If you're interested in what those are about, give them an order, throw them in your cart, use code SPREAD716 for a 15% off discount off your order. But guys, until next time, we thank you for jumping on, enjoying, and until then, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, we will show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>